was merely considering my plans. Hedging the truth, she found the tug at her conscience easily allayed by the fact that her actions were decidedly none of this boy's business. A half-empty sack of newspapers hung from a slim shoulder, and as though he sensed an opportunity, he whipped one out, rolled it up in a flash, and offered it to her as though presenting the crown jewels of the Habsburg family. Nickel for a paper, miss? Make it two. A smirk tipped one side of his mouth, and I'll keep quiet about what I seen. Rebecca eyed him. And what exactly is it you think you've seen? I caught you spying on that family what lives right there. He pointed to the house. She looked back at the carriage. It was about to pass her. Her stepfather looked up, seemingly straight at her, and she froze. He and her mother weren't expecting her until tomorrow. She'd arrived a day early due to fair weather while crossing the Atlantic, but she pressed into the spiky secrecy of the pinion pine, realizing she wasn't ready to face him after all. She needed time to plan her next steps, steps that would take her away from him, and sadly, from her mother too, unless she could persuade her mother to leave with her. The carriage continued, and only after it turned the corner did Rebecca breathe easier. Well, lady, what's it gonna be? She turned back to find the boy still there, watching her, triumph in his expression. Recognizing an opportunist when she saw one, she leveled a stare. You don't even know who resides there, young man. Yes, I do. His tone and set of jaw were almost convincing. That man there. He pointed in the direction the carriage had gone. Him and his wife. That's their place. I see him coming and going all the time. Judging from his meager height and frame, Rebecca didn't think the boy more than seven or eight years old. He was on the lean side, as though regular meals were a scarcity, and his threadbare coat was tattered at the collar and absent its buttons. But he had a shrewdness about him she recognized, similar to that of boys his age who'd grown up on the streets of Vienna. It was a savvy she both admired and pitied. No child should be without a home, a safe place from the world. And yet having a home didn't necessarily guarantee a child's safekeeping, she knew. An idea came to her, and she set down her satchel. She hadn't been raised on the streets, but neither was she an innocent. She reached into her reticule, deciding that either way this went— The decision about her homecoming would be made for her, and she would accept it. I'll purchase one newspaper for myself. She met his skull with a firm stare, along with another, and I'll give you an extra nickel if you'll agree to do something for me. His eyes narrowed. What's it you're wanting me to do? Deliver the second newspaper to that house across the street. Knock on the door, and when the housekeeper answers, which Rebecca felt certain she would, ask her to deliver the paper to Mrs. Ledbetter, if Mrs. Ledbetter is at home.
A grin split his face. Told you you were spying. She stared. Do you want to earn an extra nickel or not? He adjusted his cap. What if she ain't home? You gonna try and cheat me out of my money? Not at all. You'll still get three nickels either way. Do we have ourselves a deal? He held her gaze, then nodded once, slowly, as though considering another unspoken alternative. I'll do it, just like you said. Rebecca took the newspaper from him and pressed three coins into his grimy palm. His brown eyes lit, and she gripped the hem of his coat sleeve, having seen how swiftly these boys could run. I warn you, young man, I'm fast on my feet. Keep your word or risk being chased down the street by a girl.